And this coming Sunday, and this is sort of related to our conversation, which we're about to have with Shirley Meyer. This coming Sunday in Teaneck, New Jersey, it's the um, it's the Unite with Israel parade in Teaneck, Bergen County. Everybody, New York, New Jersey, you're all invited. Um, National Jewish leadership is doing nothing to demonstrate our uh, anger and dissatisfaction with random anti-Semitic attacks that are going on around this country as our major cities are turning into major cities of Europe. And what's the benefit of being here if if things are going to turn into um, the way things are in other major cities around the world when it comes to being Jewish? So uh, uh, the Hamonam, the lay leaders and the uh, local rabbis, in many communities, we saw it in Metro West, we've seen it in uh, the five towns, we've seen it in a lot of places, frankly, have had to take um, matters into their own hands uh, to get together to support Israel, to get together to be united with Israel. And I believe it's not a mixed message when you're supporting Israel that you're also supporting um, anti-anti-Semitism, if you will, um, and that you're expressing the uh, the anger that the community has about these random attacks on Jews around the country. I don't think it's a mixed message. I think it's the same. I think it all fits in under the same umbrella, frankly. As we know, anti-Zionism means anti-Semitism. So Zionism, support for Israel, means, you know, defending Jews no matter where they are around the world. Anyway, it's this coming Sunday, 4 p.m., Bergen County. We'll have more details as we get closer. There'll be a concert in Sagamore Park at the end of the parade route. Call out a vote to everybody in Teaneck and Bergen County who are putting together this week's event. It's happening Sunday afternoon. And again, more information as we get closer to the event uh, this weekend. Uh, Shirley Meyer is uh, with us live via telephone. He is somebody who is very, very familiar with what's happening on social media, the internet in general, when it comes to anti-Semitism. He's somebody who is um, an expert at promotion and branding, especially when it comes to social media. It's why so many people in the Jewish music world and a million other Jewish and non-Jewish places have been using his services to promote what they'd like to promote on social media and the internet. And we thought he'd be a good resource to discuss this whole topic, and maybe he'll have a piece of advice about how we, regular people, can fight back on the web and on social media when it comes to all the anti-Semitism that we find out there. Shirley Meyer, a pleasure to welcome you back to JM in the AM. It is really nice to be back and up this early. <laughs> thank, thank you very much for that. Um, if, if someone were to ask you what the state of anti-Semitic activity on social media is now in 2021, how would you describe it? Uh, I'm not sure I could use the words I want to use to describe on the radio, but I would say dumpster fire, maybe, uh, something like that, earthquake, natural disaster. It's just been, um, let me tell you a little bit about how I started becoming even more involved in this right now. Sure. Uh, you know, you see what's going on, you see what's happening. Um, when I was in, I was in Dallas about two weeks ago, maybe it was three weeks ago, I'm not sure. I, I finally switched from, from like watching to commenting, you know, on what's going on, you know? Um, and I made a video where I was basically saying in this video that all these different things have happened to us throughout the ages. So this isn't really new. It's just transforming into something modern. Right. Um, I got on the plane. I came home. I opened up my, my video and I see 
I'm not exaggerating, thousands of comments. And I would say like 60, maybe 70, 30 percent, you know, like, you know, that's like more bad than good are all the most unbelievably just terrible comments, anything from, you know, that Hitler was right to the Jews have no, you know, standing in the land. There's a lot of back and forth between people who are arguing things out. There's a lot of um, comments that seem almost sort of pre-written and, and like talking points that are being spread around including the, this concept of um, um, the Jews have been kicked out from over 200 countries over their life. Don't you think that that says something? Wow. You know, I, I have to ask this to a social media expert like yourself. Why is it that you just got that kind of reaction? You called it 70-30 negative. Yet when other people or when some other people post, I don't know, the Bill Maher video, you know, explaining why Israel's being wrongly criticized. You know, you look at you look at the comments on that video, and the overwhelming majority are supporting what he said. What's the algorithm that that sometimes comments are weighed so much on the other side, and sometimes comments are weighed so much positive toward Israel and the Jewish people? Okay, let's get into the nitty gritty a little bit. Um, I'm going to say something that might surprise a lot of the people that are very active online and, you know, feeling this and, and have their thoughts on what's going on. But Instagram is not um, in itself as a piece of engineering and programming is not anti-Semitic. Um, the problem that we have is that Instagram has a algorithm that is meant to monitor people who comment on food pics or cat photos or... Um, you know, people talking about their general life um, is not an algorithm that is designed to uh, navigate through um, hatred and bullying. And um, in that respect, Instagram is definitely responsible for their actions because they sort of need to build a better mousetrap. Um, and I think that people will be interesting, interested to know that when you report a comment or report an account or um, almost any initial interaction with Instagram what, through their, you know, um, service line, you are no, never dealing with a human being. It is an algorithm, an automated response system that is um, always learning and trying to understand sort of the situation. So my, so my best so way of explaining it yeah. is it's the golem from Prague. It, it doesn't have any actual self-awareness. Understand? It's just doing the job. So one second, and, um, and and that's to our disadvantage when it comes to Instagram. Yeah. And the, okay, got it, got it. And I'll explain to you why. Um, the other side, let's say, is and has been way more organized and fully invested in online. Um, this whole concept of sort of winning the online more for years, and we've seen that from you know we see that on a, on a global scale in a geopolitical way. You have countries like Russia and China that have been deeply, deeply invested in online attacks. Right. Um, and I think that we are behind as a country, and the tech services for sure are behind in terms but, of but what, understanding that. Right, but, but, I'm, but I'm missing the point. In other words, based on what you just described, the haters, right, let's call them that for a moment, at least for our purposes, the haters yes. ha have an advantage because they know how to take advantage of one of the most popular social media sites way more 
than anybody who would be on our side of the issue. Is that essentially what you're saying? Right, yes. So they mine the keywords. They mine all these hashtags. They mine trends. They have um, things that they actually have, you know, groups, Facebook groups, Telegram groups, chats, where they sort of um, info dump posts that come up in their searches. So how, uh, this is an organized effort. So how, not, so how, so yeah. how are their posts that get overwhelming support for Israel? How does that exist? Or they just have, can't get to everything? Well, there's a couple different factors involved here. First of all, like I said, Instagram itself has no, no dog in the fight. So on a, on a post like Bill Maher, when the um, overwhelming majority or the overall um, posts that get likes and stuff like that, um, they see that. So they say, oh, you want to interact with that, which means that they bump it up to the top. So if a, if a, if a, comment, if a post like Bill Maher has, let's say, 5,000 comments, right. and the most positive ones are getting liked and you know, retreated and shared, right. that's why it bumps up to the top. And that sort of is really the secret to all of this, which is engagement um, and interactivity. Now, I think that it's very normal for people who are being the attacked to sort of say, oh, I'm better than that, I'm going to ignore it, I'm going to delete the comments, I'm not going to pay attention, whereas the aggressor is focused on just getting their information out there and doing what they have to do. So, and that's a mistake on our part. Shirley Myers with us. So when we comment in a positive manner on something, or if we go ahead and comment in order to combat you know, something outrageous that's been said about Israel, the Jewish people, etc., are we making an impact or it's irrelevant? It's not irrelevant, although it's better if you could be organized about it. I'll give you an example. I'm actually in a WhatsApp group, um, which I think now it's almost up to like about three to 400 people. And the, the, whole, the whole goal of this is to post posts in this chat that have um, a positive thing. Or if something we see a, a post is getting a lot of negative, so we post it in the group, and everyone's supposed to go there and leave a positive comment or... Like something, like like positive comments or leave a pro-Israel comment, just something that 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 adds to the engagement of that post, which will will sort of balance it out in a way. But I, I want to also go into a little bit of the, the the do's and don'ts in terms of people who are going to get general hatred or stuff like that on their posts or videos, or people who are experiencing um, changes to their to their engagement on their own pages because they've spoken up about Israel. Oh. Again, it's important to understand that Instagram is not punishing you for speaking about any topic. Right. They're just sort of, you know, fighting back the waves, whatever right. that wave is. And in this case, the wave is the negativity that we're getting. Right. So um, another thing that's important to remember before I tell you a few other tips is that people who have a niche online let's say someone is a baker and they're posting about baking and their personal life, and then for two weeks goes on posting videos about the, the conflict and, and, and their own issues that they're having with Instagram, et cetera, et cetera, it's just going to be a natural drop in, 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 a, in um, retention because people are sort of going to swipe away. So it's, it's, it's sort of like we want to be very focused on the message, but we also have to know the right people, the right time, and, and understand that it's, it's not a tit-for-tat thing. It's just the way that the system works, and we have to understand the system. And you, the more you, we understand you'll... how Instagram works and how the algorithm works, we'll be able to be more equipped in handling it. You also so have, I'll you, give you a couple. You also, couple... Have, you also have to tell us about Facebook and Twitter. 
Right. So first of all, Instagram, Facebook, and WhatsApp are all owned by the same company, which is Facebook. Um, and it's actually interesting. Instagram has no online, like, human being chat feature. Like, there's no way to reach a human being on Instagram at all. Um, Facebook does actually have ways to do it. And a lot of people don't know this, but if you have an issue with Instagram, you are able to go through the Facebook um, support chat and discuss it with them, and they will actually help you wow. because it's all going to the same call center, so to speak. Um, so let me just give you a little bit of important information. First of all, um, <clears throat> sorry, whatever you do, it's very important not really to get into the debate back and forth. Because you have to remember, you're not really debating someone that wants to have a serious debate. Right. Um, so you're sort of actually helping them when you go into these long hundred comment long debates because they're adding all of their engagement into it. And that's not really, it's just sort of like balancing. It's not like doing anything. And honestly, they're not interested in, in a debate. That's, that's the truth. The most important thing you could do is if a, if a comment is um, flat out anti-Semitic, um, and I know that's a little bit of like a vague thing, but if someone says something like, you know, the ovens, the gas chambers, Hitler, all those type of things, um, you just report it and don't feel like no one's watching because no one is watching. The more something gets reported, the higher it gets escalated. Um, and then again, once it does get to a next level, it does get reviewed by a human. Um, also very important to remember that the actual first step, even though it's automated, there are all reports generated that are broken down to categories and severity of reports. And uh, a person does go through them. It's not like it's going into nowhere and, and, and it's just bouncing back at you. It will be seen by somebody. It's just a matter of, again, escalation, frequency, how much something is being reported. So I would say that the most important thing to do is, first of all, always report a comment, always report an account, no matter what. But the say you should always file a police report no matter what. Always file a report. Because, first of all, just in the numbers alone, it'll show up on the reports and they'll see something. Um, and, and you, you know, and you mean, and you yeah. mean, and you mean at your local police precinct when you say that, right? Right. Well, first of all, if it's serious enough, you definitely should do that. But just as a first step, if you go to Instagram, or Facebook, or any platform, they all have a report function, and there's a lot of different ways of different things that you could put in there as a report. Most of the time, it's considered bullying or harassment. But in these cases, where it's something more specific, like you know, a lot of the Hitler comments. Uh, you have to report it as hate speech. See, that's very important to also know, and they know that because um, here's a funny thing: that video that I made about TikTok, uh, TikTok video. One of the comments was, one of the comments was that um, I I started off with slavery in Egypt. Obviously, that's where our story like is usually beginning. And somebody wrote, "That's not true. There's no evidence that Jews are ever slaves in Egypt." So I made an additional video pretending to call Moshe Rabbeinu asking if this is true, because if it is, why have we been doing Moshe for so many years? But, <laughs> but that, that video got a comment that was straight up, like, um, you know, into the gas chambers, whatever. So I posted another video saying, Instagram, is this considered hate speech? Do you want to take this down? And my video got taken down for hate speech. Interesting. <laughs> and, and this was everything you've discussed so far has been in straightforward WhatsApp, Facebook, Instagram, and then I guess we could add Twitter, although you said it's a different company. All straightforward. In other words, any regular user of these social media services can do 
what you did. The reason I'm asking this question is because you're one of the few people um, that, that has used the expression some people have on this show about the dark web. And I still don't know what that means, and I still don't know what, <laughs> what's happening there and what needs to be navigated there and what needs to be um, you know, fought over uh, there, which I hope you can explain to us. But everything you've told us so far are things that the regular person on regular social media sites needs to be aware of and can take action about. Yeah, you have to also, I know this is a little bit of a strange thing to say in this context, but you have to sort of depersonalize what's, being, what's going on online and that it's happening to you. Meaning there is no person out there that's, you know, pro-Palestinian, political, and, and they're just like, you nothing Siegel, I'm going to take you down to being a Jew. It, that's not what's happening there. It's almost like it's just sort of like a bot, almost, to a certain extent. They're not attacking you. So in that sense, you have to just sort of remove yourself from the situation because I know a lot of people want to just fight right. back or attack or angry or, or, or in, in some cases, unfortunately, leaving very nasty responses which does by, not help our situation. By, by the way, to a degree very similar to when you know Jews are demonstrating on behalf of Israel and there's a group on the other side, the, the back and forth of that it should also be depersonalized because they're really just yelling and screaming, and, and often they don't even know what they're, you know, why they're demonstrating what they're demonstrating. But but there's also a well, I'll tell you something very interesting. One of the people in my group, um, in our social little social media group about fighting back, um, she has taken it upon herself to actually see when there's somebody that sounds like they do want to have a legitimate debate, ah. and very interestingly enough, she's had very interesting conversations through uh, DMs with people who are more open to have conversations. And the thing that we sort of see from this, that we've seen from her exchanges, has been that there is a lot of, you know, anger on their part. And a lot of the, a lot of the, the, the vitriol comes from the fact that they're living in such terrible conditions and right. they have, there are people in America that have relatives that are living there or right. people that are just in general sympathetic to people who are in bad conditions. Yeah. And it's sort of misplaced. Right. You know? Yeah, because they should be. They, they, they should be because they should be. Ang- the enemy. They should be angry at Hamas and not Israel. A hundred percent, a hundred percent, and and I think it's very important to understand again that I know you know they, they are people and their sure. their anger and their frustration is coming out in a way that is unfortunately aimed at us right. because we have been seen as the you know the bad guys in this situation. Right. But but um, it, it's just you know what it is. It's very interesting. I was in when I was younger, back in my old days. I lived in Virginia. I I, I was in the, this small little town, nowhere, middle of nowhere. I was in a store, and I, and I accidentally cut somebody off, as as one would do when they're nineteen. And uh, a guy, the guy that I cut off, uh, you know, wanted to let me know that I cut him off. So he rolled down his window, and he told me uh, Hitler should have finished you off. <laughs> and I remember thinking to myself. That seems to be a little bit of an escalation from being cut off in a parking spot. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I, I think I sort of like understood that he didn't really want that to happen. He was just really mad that I took his parking spot. Right. Yeah, I hear that. And, 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 but the unfortunate thing is that this is so like right there for them, for people like that. And the people who, who have, you know, anti-Semitism, it's right there. You just don't see it. And this might have been 20 years ago, but nothing much has changed in that respect. What's happening now is that the online hype machine is is actually getting people even you know they have a they feel they have a voice they feel like they have they have a chance to make a difference right. 
And we're seeing that, unfortunately, spill out onto the streets. And I think that in any of these situations where you start seeing something like this on the streets, uh, they are they are coming from online. These are people who have just gotten to a right. point where their frustration level has, you know, reached that they're not getting anything from the online stuff, and unfortunately, they they take it to the street. And then they're not just commenting and uh, and making their positions known on the web or in social media, but there, of course, uh, these episodes can become very violent. Uh, all right, so um, tell me about this dark web. Uh, it, it says here that the dark web is part of the internet that's not visible to search engines and requires the use of an anonymizing browser to be accessed. Is that essentially what it's all about? And what's the advantage to these people being on the dark web? Well, the main advantage is not being able to be uh, tracked, so to speak, even though obviously they have ways of being tracked. But the dark web essentially doesn't use the regular servers that the internet uses, you know. A lot of the servers that the internet uses uh, are all owned by several different companies. You know, obviously Amazon. I don't know if you understand this or know this, but Amazon's biggest uh, biggest um, money maker is actually that they own servers. It's sort of like right. the McDonald's concept, where right. they own the real estate, even as much as they own what's on it. AWS. So they, they, what'd you say? AWS. Yes, exactly. So what happens is that since the dark web is not associated with those type of servers. They're not really subject to being a monitor. They're also usually the servers that you use are usually on these, you know, remote islands or territories. Right, right. But, no, but wouldn't no, but, uh, but wouldn't regular Americans, for example, not be on that dark web anyway? Like I understand there's an influence and an advantage to those who present on it, but wouldn't most people never access it anyway? Right. Most people don't access it. But what happens is the people who are very active in online bullying or online illicit, you know, stuff, basically they have, they do have access to it. And it's just a place to be organized for the, uh, for, for people. That's how, you know, it's sort of a way for people to connect. We, right. You can't Google, um, I hate Jews, meet me, you know, introduce me to other people who hate Jews. Right. That's not going to, I mean, you could try to Google it, but, but I don't but, think you're going to get But you can on the dark web. But on the dark web, there is, there is websites that are not monitored. Right. You know, there's, all websites, I think it's like a place like Reddit, which sometimes just seems like, you know, anything's going on over there. Right. They're monitored, you know, so, they, so you can't really do anything you want. Uh, also important to know, Telegram is, is a very, 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 um, one of the most used chats for, for people like this and, and terrorism and stuff like that. I know people know, know this, but a lot of ISIS people and stuff like that, they actually use Telegram because it's non-encrypted. Um, for a lot of reasons that people went to it because of the privacy concerns. Um, so, so a lot of these chats are on there and they organize and they, they just sort of are, are running loose, you know? It's funny. So, I thought a lot of people in our community use Telegram. Yeah, I thought it was really funny when everybody started going to Telegram because Telegram is actually most known for that. Wow, interesting. <laughs> you know, if you ever Google, it's usually where people are able to go do things that they don't want people to see them do because right. it's not, it's not, you know, it's not being monitored or whatever the situation is. Shirley Myers with us. All right, um, we've gotten your call to action. I mean, those who want to assist in blocking certain people, reporting certain people, uh, commenting when it's important to comment, not commenting when it's important to comment. Anybody who missed any of this conversation, make sure to go to the archive later. Shirley Meyer gave really sound suggestions. What about a further call to action? Is there a, I mean, you mentioned the group. I don't want to put you under pressure here, but is there a way for our listeners who would like 
to join a group or or groups that you're familiar with that 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 do this on a regular basis. We have some people in this audience that are pretty good at social media and would want to um, you know get in on the action of stopping the enemy and the haters. What would you directly recommend to them? Uh, I think if you could tell people to go to my Instagram and I'll, I'm going to put up a post with a link to join the group. And you just join. And like I said, it's a very positive group. We don't really, they're just posting posts. And the whole concept is really meant to just be a positive engagement. You know, liking comments, liking posts, liking all these things like that, it jumps up the algorithm and it brings the positive comments to the top. That's really the, the main goal here. You know, we want people to see positivity. And, um, and yeah, don't, don't engage negatively. It doesn't help. And it just gives the other people watching, you know, oh, you see... You know what I'm saying? Like, it's about positivity. We have right. to spread positivity. All right. Those of you who are interested in going a little further by becoming more active and following sound advice, right? Sometimes you think you're doing the right thing, and Surly and other experts will tell you that's not the best way to react. Uh, you can go to Instagram. Uh, Surly Meyer can be found on Instagram, S-R-U-L-Y-M. You can either search Surly Meyer, S-R-U-L-Y-M-E-Y-E-R, or you could just go to his um I guess we'd call it Instagram handle, S-R-U-L-Y-M, and he'll be posting uh, exact information on how somebody out there, uh, anybody listening, can become more involved and, uh, and, and follow sound instructions and procedures when it comes to fighting hate on social media. Surly Meyer, anything else you'd like to add, sir? Yeah, I just think that we have to not be passive when it comes to these things, but that doesn't mean fight. In a, in a negative way. I mean, right. we have to recognize what's going on and we have to do whatever we can to combat it because, you know, if I could just tell you a quick, a quick thing. Sure. My grandfather was, a, uh, was uh, brought to America by his father right after Kristallnacht and his, you know, his, his father was one of ten. And he has in this video that he did for the Shoah, he, wrote, he says that his, his father begged all of his siblings to take a ticket, to get a ticket, to get out, to get out. And they all, you know, told him, they said, uh, you know, we think you're overreacting and we just don't think that something like that's going to happen. It's not going to get any worse than this. Um, and I think that that's, uh, you know, that's something we have to know now. We, we don't want or expect anything to get worse or horrible. I'm not saying that. But we have to be, we have to be active. We can't just ignore. We right. have to make sure that we're not going to end up in a situation like that, God forbid. Hope for the best and prepare for the worst. Yes, sir. Um... Let me ask you one last thing, uh, sort of on what yeah. you just brought up. It is it, We always talk about, you know, especially when it comes to Washington, there's always the divisions traditionally till this administration, but or maybe last administration, but that's not for now. We've always talked about, you know, the, 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 the Pentagon feels a certain way, or the State Department feels a certain way about Israel. Uh, Congress, thank God, has always been supporters. Like, there's always been this, you know, this 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 split or this balance or or imbalance, but there's always been you know we we have fans and we have foes. Can can you can you unequivocally tell us that we do have fans in addition to all these foes on social media? Yeah, I want to tell you something. America, it's not a joke. America is Israel's best friend in the world, and we and and they they are always going to have our back. It's just it, and if anything else, it's just a matter of strategy. Right. <laughs> but no, but but but, but, know, but more we're, more we're, importantly, we're, more importantly, you're saying the American people. You see what's going on in social media, and you could say you should know the American people are are as supportive of any as any group in history has been to the Jewish people. 
Yeah, I think that we see with some Americans that are more liberal or woke, or however you want to call it, that it right. seems more of a trend of the week, right. and that they don't really have any, they don't really know or care, and they'll be forget about it in, in a month. Right. Um, but I will tell you something else online. To just know, um, the web, uh, the agencies like the FBI and places like that are extremely, extremely engaged right now, and they are paying attention. I know this for a fact, which I can't say exactly, but I can just tell you that I know that they are taking this very seriously and they're monitoring anyone who reports comments and stuff like that and accounts that are attacking Jewish people. Uh, they are taking it seriously, and, and we just have to keep reporting because when you report, they do see it. Right. They do see it. Shirley so, Meyer, you know, yeah, I'm sorry. Very important conversation. No, yeah. I, I thank you very, very much for joining us this morning. A lot, of, a lot of important information. Shirley Meyer, follow him now on Instagram. Uh, you'll see his post regarding uh, getting in on the action responsibly. Shirley uh, M, S-R-U-L-Y-M, or just search Shirley Meyer, M-E-Y-E-R, on Instagram, and uh, follow him. And again, you'll have a uh, a really good resource. I'm sure he wouldn't mind if you're in touch with him directly, if you have something productive to ask. Um You'll have a really good resource on how to deal with specific situations on social media when the haters seem to be getting control. Wednesday morning broadcast, JM in the AM.